This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more. At $282 per hundredweight. Corn futures were weaker on Friday morning. Last week, corn export sales totaled 427,000 tons, which was down by over 50% from the previous week and 58% lower than the prior four-week average. The July contract is down four cents at 3.23 per bushel. Wheat futures were stronger this morning. Last week, export sales totaled just under 210,000 tons, which was up by 19% from the previous week. Chicago July is up by two and a half cents at five seventeen per bushel. Kansas City July wheat is up three cents at four sixty seven, and Minneapolis spring wheat is up two cents at five twenty one per bushel. That's a look at the ice futures and the Chicago markets for Friday morning, May twenty ninth. For Markets Farm in Winnipeg, I'm Marlo Glass. Spring is here, and the drive is on for savings. Get up and running today during New Holland's Spring Drive sales event from Butler Farm Equipment in Fort St. John. Find great deals and special savings featuring 0% financing and cashback offers on New Holland tractors, from compacts to high-horsepower models and everything in between. Save on select New Holland hay tools, too. Call Butler Farm Equipment at 250-785-1800 today, because just like spring, Spring Drive savings won't last long. The opinions expressed during this show do not represent those of this station. If you've missed any of this show, you can follow the podcast at energeticcity.ca. Now, an in-depth look at the news and information shaping our community. This is Moose Talks with your host, Doug Craig, on Moose FM. Good morning. Welcome to another episode of Moose Talks. It's a very special day because we just have one guest today. It's superintendents uh, from the school district 60, Peace River North, Stephen Petrucci. We're going to be talking about students going back to school next week. Stephen joins me now. How's it going today, Stephen? It's going well, Warren. Thanks. Thanks for having me on the show. Thank you for taking some time out to uh, chat with us. I know it's uh, probably a very busy day and week and month for you to kind of get everything uh, ready to go for Monday and Tuesday when the students come back. So for people who don't have uh, children in the school system, they maybe didn't get the letters that have been sent out uh, regarding how things are kind of rolling out next week. Can you give us kind of a brief overview of how kids are returning to school? Uh, What's that going to look like next week? Okay, um, it's it started with it's it's part of what the government's calling their uh, you know restart plan for the province, mm-hmm. and included in that plan is a specific uh, you know target for the education system, and it's called stage three startup, and what it entails is basically um, part time attendance throughout the system, with about a fifty percent density at the elementary level, K to five, and a twenty percent density from in practical terms, what this will mean is uh, a small group of K-5 to elementary students attending two days a week, mm-hmm. and then an, a separate group of kids from those same grades at the other two days of the week. And right now, School 60 is set up kind of day to more of a and remote learning day for the teachers, mm-hmm. and then Tuesday through Friday 
is where most of our students will be attending on a part-time basis. So for K to five, that'll be about two days a week. And six to 12, they'll have opportunity to about one day a week. I see. Is it the same kind of length of day they would have had had we not kind of changed everything for the pandemic? Or is it less of a day even? Has that changed at all? Or is it just the number of days they're attending per week? Yeah, it's it's the same length of the day as in the past. So it's the full day. Uh-huh. Um, but instead of being five days a week for the kids, for most of them, it will just be two at the elementary level and one at the middle and secondary. I see. Okay. Now, is this, it's it's essentially, it's kind of like half capacity, right? You're taking half the students in, in group A uh, for two days a week uh, at the elementary level and then the other half, uh, the other kind of day. But are you expecting that it's going to be like full attendance or the, do you have any like, kind of a notion of how many uh, students and parents are going to opt to stay at home and kind of continue remote learning at this time? Yeah, we do. Um, you know, it's between 50 to 60% okay. of the uh, parent population that uh, it looks like will be sending their kids back. So in other words, we're talking about relatively small numbers of kids in, in terms of this part-time model. I, I should go back to Warren to kind of the, the beginning in terms of, you know, why is this happening in the first place? Mm-hmm. And so I talked about us being part of the BC uh, restart plan for the province. But I think it's also important to mention for your listeners that uh, is that we're being told that uh, this restart plan is is important. It has to happen because number one, it's safe to do so. Mm-hmm. So the public health officer, uh, Dr. Henry, has basically laid out these guidelines and has said, based on this plan that we have for density and alternating attendance, it is safe for people to go back to school. So that's number one. And the second thing is, is that the other reason this is important to do and continue to do is because we're supporting many vulnerable students who are already in our schools right now. We had up to uh, 600 last week that were already in the schools. And those are students that absolutely need to have some in-person instruction and some support in the schools, along with the continued service we've been providing for some of the children of emergency support workers. So uh, just to kind of remind uh, everyone that uh, we've been, it's safe to do so with very strict health and safety guidelines, and our students need this. Okay, absolutely. Uh, we'll be talking more about those guidelines a little long, uh, later. For the people who are opting to stay home or, uh, you know, what had, is the delivery of course materials changing at all, or is that going to be the same for them for the kind of the, uh, the final month of the school year? So across the district, it varies by grade level, of course, in terms of some of the remote learning that they've been doing. And so as you can imagine, for example, if I start at the secondary level, uh, many of those teachers were already using a fair number of online tools in terms of sharing their documents via Google Drive and and that sort of thing. Um, They will continue with the remote learning plan that they have with some on-site to school. They're organizing sort of tutorials and seminars for kids and supporting them, but the sort of scheduling and the process is still related more directly to the remote learning plan that was in place. Mm-hmm. At the middle and elementary level, it's going to be more about you know some in-class instruction, and it's important for people to know that 
maybe that level of remote instruction, uh, as well as the number of contacts, may have to be reduced. Because as you can imagine, Warren, the teachers are now also doing in-class instruction. They're planning for that. Mm -hmm. But they're also trying to serve an, about half of the students who will be staying home. And so that level of learning is definitely going to decre decrease. Oh, yeah, as they juggle kind of all these things at once. Um, given that, and you've mentioned this several times already, it's kind of a, it's, this is happening on a provincial level, restarting, reopening schools. Uh, as you said, it's safe to do so because the public health officer has said it's safe to have students go back so long as these orders, uh, these, you know, cleanliness, sanitation, PPE, whatnot orders are followed strictly. Um, how much is up to you on a district level as to how things are sort of done? Is there a lot? Was there a lot of uh, room for you to make decisions or has it all been guidelines that you're following provincially to the letter and, you know, you kind of just have to implement them the best you can with, you know, in regards to the different situation it might be here as compared to, uh, say, a school district in the lower mainland? Yeah, it's a question. I would say at, at this level now with stage three, there are sort of more detailed guidelines. And the objective there, which is completely understandable, is to have more consistency across the province mm -hmm. in terms of how stage three is rolling out. Um, I, I think you've probably seen the documents for stage three where they talk specifically about two to three days per week for K to five with that 50% density, mm -hmm. and then one day a week with 20% density for 6 to 12. How it looks specifically on the ground in terms of scheduling from school to school district to district can, as you can imagine, can vary. However, those density targets and the days per week will look very similar across the province. Mm -hmm. Similarly, the guidelines are very specific. And in that context, that's going to look similar across every school and across every district. And they're quite strict, and we have health and safety committees at every site that are reviewing those guidelines and making sure their facility is set up for those guidelines um, and posting that safety plan for everyone to see and for everyone to follow. So, for example, every school have a, a day custodian as well as an evening deep clean. So there's going to be cleanings throughout the day. We will have an isolation room at every school where if a student or a staff member starts to feel ill, there's going to be a very specific protocol in terms of isolating that person, connecting with the family, connecting with public health. Are going to be there's sanitation stations throughout every school, throughout the shared facilities use room, such as the photocopying room or you know, room, there's limits to the number of people that can be in, in any uh, open spaces. Mm -hmm. So these are going to be very consistent and are very specific across the province. And it's the only way that we can sort of make sure that uh, this is as safe as possible. Uh, as it, again, this has come up a couple times in our conversation already. Uh, local MLA Dan Davies wrote a letter to the Education Ministry uh, minister, sorry, imploring the government to do more to support districts and teachers in acquiring PPE for classrooms. Now, you've already said the public health officer uh, has said it's safe to do so under these conditions. 
PPE isn't necessarily a part of that. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. And, you know, I, I, I imagine there's there's a number of different sort of uh, opinions and, uh, and, and rightfully so across even Canada mm-hmm. from province to province and health officer to health officer. There's some different recommendations around PPE and a number of other things. So uh, we know that there's a diversity of thought out there. We go off of what the C public health officer tells us is appropriate, is safe to do, and we follow those guidelines. So I can't really speculate the other sort of recommendations um, that are out there. Mm-hmm. Is this going to be something? What I, what I oh, you, sorry, Stephen, go ahead. Sorry, what I can is is to uh, confirm in the HO, the public health officer guidelines for this restart plan, there is no requirement to for everyone to be wearing PPE. To be clear, any staff member or student that wants to wear a mask, that's no problem. They're welcome to do so. But it's not part of the PHO guidelines. Okay. Uh, and that isn't something that the district's going to provide for students or staff who maybe want to wear that. That They'd have to take care of that uh, themselves, I assume, hey? That's correct. Warren, I imagine that you can... Uh, you, you would see that, uh, for example, health sector is still desperate, desperately trying to ensure that they have enough equipment for their frontline workers. Um, there's a shortages across the country, uh, but right we are, have enough supplies for all of our cleaning. Uh, we're going to be able to follow the guidelines, but uh, PPE is not part of that, and you know the health sector priority, I believe, in that regard. Okay. Now, uh yeah, we've talked a lot about the cleaning and, and sort of sanitization so far. Um, how prepared were you for this? Uh, it, I know businesses, and it's different, obviously, but businesses feel in some ways that everything happened very fast and some of them maybe weren't as prepared as they would have liked to be uh, to be able to reopen this week and next week, given the guidelines that the uh, government provided. How are you feeling in terms of the schools and the district level? Was this something you were ready for and or able to do in order to open on uh, next week? Or was it a scramble to kind of get everything ready to be able to open? Yeah, good question. Um, you know, we've been working through this for a while now. To be clear, our schools were never sort of officially closed. So yeah. we... The, 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 the time crunch that the businesses are facing now, we sort of went through that towards the end of March mm-hmm. and the beginning of April. So the more substantial elements of the health and safety plans and the sanitization plans and the cleaning plans were already in place. So we've had most of our staff already on site. We've had many students already on site for the last several weeks. So it was more about tweaking these most recent guidelines with with bigger populations of people coming into the schools. But in terms of the infrastructure of the cleaning and of the supplies and of the procedures, we were mostly there. Okay. And this, these final these guidelines was the last piece of the puzzle that we had made adjustments for. And had the government provided any sort of... Um sort of warned you that this was coming like did you expect that students would be 
uh, asked to come kind of back to school in general uh, before the end of the year? Or were you expecting it to kind of remain closed until the fall? Or not closed, but uh, remain mostly, uh, have a, a smaller student population in, uh, for the rest of the year, I should say. Yeah, so from the very beginning, Warren, uh, the terms that were used and what we followed was that in-person uh, instruction was suspended. Mm -hmm. And uh, from the very beginning, the BC provincial government uh, let us know that it was always possible that they were going to turn the dial one way or the other. Mm -hmm. In other words, it could have gone the other way. If the curve had not been flattened, uh, we could have gone back to zero in-person interactions at our school. But they always let us know from the beginning that that, that dial could also be turned up mm -hmm. in terms of some return classes for schools. So we knew it was, is a, was a possibility, but until the official announcements made uh, sort of a week and a half ago, um, we didn't know. But at that point, uh, we started to plan for it and knew that it was always a possibility. Um, as you know also, even though these things can change quickly, the Northern Health Region, um, you know, has some specific data. I don't get that uh, CDC dashboard warrant, where currently, for example, we have, I believe, two active cases that they're aware of. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there will be more than that out there. But I think we're also trying to stay in with the specific risk factors by region as well. And so far, not only across the province, but in the Northern Health, I think people have done an excellent job of following the guidelines and keeping that curve quite flat. Absolutely. All right, Stephen. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we got some more questions and things to discuss right after this on Moose Talks. Ernie Sports Experts Fort St. John is open to serve you. Check out their specials on all clothing. 25% off, 20% off sunglasses, and get a free gift card of up to $75 with the purchase of a bike. See details in store. Get ready for the outdoors at Ernie Sports Experts. Totem Mall. Open Monday to Saturday, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Closed on Sunday. Visit Ernie Sports Experts on Facebook. Everyone struggles with computers. New shortcuts, plug-and-play devices that don't play when you plug them, and more. Sit back and learn some stupid computer tricks with Vern from Computer Emporium across from the Northern Grand Hotel on 100th Avenue in Fort St. John. In the spirit of recycling, today's column is to advise you to use your old hard drive from that broken laptop you have sitting around as a USB external hard drive. A few screws are all it takes to remove the hard drive from your old laptop. Just turn your laptop over and look for the access door covering the hard drive. Remove the screws and gently remove the hard drive from the dead laptop. Then head out and buy an inexpensive hard drive enclosure. An enclosure is an empty hard drive shell with a USB cable attached. Mount your old hard drive in this enclosure, and now you have an external hard drive. Use it as a backup drive, use it to move files around, and so many other uses. I use one of mine to hold all of my music, then I connected it to my Xbox, and I use that to play my music through my home theater package. Stupid Computer Tricks with Vern from Computer Emporium. Helping you use computers more efficiently. Is heard Monday to Saturday on Moose FM. Hi. 
Byrne here from Computer Emporium. The advantage of seeing us about your computer needs rather than a box store is we understand your needs, your language, and your budget. We will help you find the right solution and talk in a language that you can understand. See the professionals at Computer Emporium, helping you use computers more efficiently. Prevail Athletics is proud to announce that Reflex Supplement is now open for business in the newly renovated Prevail Athletics. Ask their knowledgeable staff how to get started on a healthy way of living. Add daily supplements to your workout and feel the difference. Choose from a wide selection, Magnum, Mutant, BioX, Animal, Perfect Nutrition. Start the new normal with a healthy body. Reflex supplement in the Prevail Athletics Gym. While you're there, check out the new Prevail Athletics clothing line and gear bags. Follow them on Facebook. Mary, Mary, quite contrary. How does your garden grow? With the help of Dunvegan Gardens. Veggies and herbs are so tasty when they're fresh. Blueberries, raspberries, and apple trees not only add to your look, but also add to healthy eating upon harvest. Let the experts at Dunvegan help you turn your garden and yard into a backyard paradise, a place that you can disappear and enjoy. Draw in hummingbirds, butterflies, and bees to your world. Dunvegan can even show you how to get your children involved in gardening. Stop in or shop online at dunveganfsj.ca. At Peace Pharmacy, we help you save money by giving you the best service at competitive prices. If you need a prescription filled, have home health care needs, or just have a question for our certified staff, we have you covered. For fast, friendly service, visit Peace Pharmacy beside the ABC Medical Clinic on 101st Ave. Hey, you have a chip on your windshield. Ugh, that's nothing. No, that is something. What if it starts to crack? Nah, it won't. Are you going to listen to me now? Yeah, I learned my lesson. Get your windshield fixed at Alaska Highway Autoglass. Chips, cracks, full windshield replacements, they do it all. Alaska Highway Autoglass. The crack stops here. 250-785-0032. Watch this show live on Facebook or download the podcast at energeticcity.ca. We're back on Moose Talks. I'm Dub Craig. We're talking to Stephen Petrucci, the superintendent of School District 60 this morning, as uh, schools are back uh, for in-classroom teaching uh, as of next week. Uh, Stephen, we've been talking about what's been happening a lot, uh, but I wanted to touch on this quickly. Concerns from teachers, parents, and students, given all the information that's come out about how the rollout is going to be, how things are going to look when uh, kids come back to school next week. Are there any kind of concerns you've heard that you've heard a lot of that you've had to allay that maybe you want to address here quickly? Well, I think just to acknowledge that um, for all of us, as well as the general public, uh, you know, that that anxiety is out there. Um, you know, for, for weeks now, we've been hearing from the PHO uh, basically stay home. And, uh, you know, it's, it can feel contradictory to what's happening right now. Um, but it's, it's about going on the information that the PHO is now providing, you know, basing it on as, as much as possible the science and the facts that we know, but also to acknowledge that that fear is out there. In many ways, you know, it's a, pan- a pandemic of fear as well as of a virus itself, and we need to acknowledge that. So we've be actually had several sessions that have been organized and have been well attended virtually around uh, dealing with anxiety for staff. We've had our counselors involved in some sessions and our union partners uh, through the BCTF and QP both have programs and supports available to their members uh, to help work through some of this. And so 
you know, whether you're a teacher, EA worker, facilities worker, administrator, senior staff, all of us have some anxiety related to this, and that's normal. Um, but the good news is, is that uh, we do have some supports and some strategies, and we've been working with staff to help to allay some of those anxieties. And in some cases, Warren, uh, you know, members of our staff, uh, due to various reasons, uh, we'll be going through an accommodation process with them. So, for example, if there's some underlying medical conditions or they're immunocompromised or, you know, their age can be a factor, they've had recent cancer treatments and those sorts of things, um, you know, our human resources are working with those people so that uh, there will be, you know, a, a, a small number of staff that will be staying home and will not be coming into the school. All right. And I suppose in those instances, if it's a teacher, for example, those students know that that's going to happen. Is in that case specifically, are, is there options for parents who or students who are like, I still really want to be able to do the in-class learning in spite of the fact that maybe the teacher is unavailable? Uh, have you been able to accommodate or had to accommodate anything like that? Yeah, that's kind of been part of the planning process. Uh, and that's, you know, our, our principles have been, uh, you know, work, literally working from dawn to dusk uh, this, this past week to mitigate those very issues. And so there will be enough personnel. I can tell you that there will be staff on site, uh, definitely, uh, for those kids that will be there. In a few cases, it may not be their same classroom teacher in person. However, uh, you know, it, it's, you know, those remote learning experiences and connections are still going on with the regular classroom teacher as well. Mm-hmm. So schools do have contingency plans for that small number of staff that will not be attending on site. Okay. And now uh, I imagine this will be a difficult question to answer, but looking ahead to the fall, uh, we're still months away from that. Things could be very different by then. Uh, you know, there's there's lots of kind of questions up in the air for people in general uh, about what the fall's going to look like uh, for schooling. Uh, do you have a sense of what education's going to look like in the fall? Is it going to be the same? Uh, is it? Are you hoping or uh, kind of planning for perhaps a return to more uh, normal kind of the way things were before, or are you expecting it to be much like this month is going to go similarly? except maybe with, you know, if there happen to be uh, issues with them sort of ironed out. What do you think? Yeah, and I understand the, you know, asking the question. I'm afraid I don't, I don't have a crystal ball. Um, what I can tell you is that, yes, at the district level, we've been uh, already talking about various, uh, you know, contingency models and plans for September. Right now, the... The province's plan and desire is to come back at sort of what we're calling stage one, Mm -hmm. which is full attendance. Uh, We would love to see that as well. I mean, you know, we would love to have all of our kids back and staff in a more sort of regular or normal situation for September. That is officially what they're aiming for. Um, But as the PHO has pointed out, if the changes, if the transmission rate curve changes uh you know i think we now have enough experience uh with what we're doing and that's partly also why we're sort of testing this out in june is uh we have enough experience to be able to dial forward or dial back 
the education modeling for the fall and in fact adjust to that as the year goes on. To be perfectly honest with you, it's not something we would want to do on a regular basis. This is, um, in a sense, it's our third startup this year, mm -hmm. and that's an, an incredible amount of uh, time and energy and resources for our, our leadership team, our principals and vice principals and staff to be constantly for. Okay, so hope for a return to phase one, but... We're going to have to wait and see. Uh, we're going to have to leave it at there, uh, Stephen, for today. But thank you so very much for taking time out of your very busy schedule to talk to us today. I really appreciate it. No problem. Man. All right, Stephen Petrucci, the uh, superintendent of School District 60. We'll be right back to uh, wrap things up right here on Moose Talks. Action Property Management knows that home is where your heart is. And because of that, we've made it our mission to make sure that if you need a home in the beautiful peace country, we have the one that fits your needs perfectly. Whether you're looking for furnished or unfurnished, month-to-month -month leases, single living places, or a place for your whole family, pets, and all, Action Property Management will find your next place to call home. For a list of all our rentals available and an application to get started, check out our website at actionproperty.ca or see our listings at our office across from Totem Mall. At a time like this, M&M Food Market would like to remind you, we're all in this together. We know you're worried, but one thing we don't want you to worry about is feeding your family. M&M Food Market remains open during this time and has plenty of frozen food options for you to stock your freezer so you can enjoy meals at home. And as always, all M&M food is prepared with care. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay fed with M&M Food Market making real food for real life. Visit mmfoodmarket.com. Hi, this is Jen with Oscars, reminding you, in addition to being your first choice for disposal and recycle bins at your office, shop, or residence, we also offer portable toilets, combo trailers, light towers, and all sizes of larger roll-off bins for your pipeline, facility, or construction project. Core certified, locally owned, and always going the extra mile to make sure you get the great service you deserve. Call us today, 250-785-8158, serving Fort St. John, Dawson Creek, and surrounding areas. If you're looking for hassle-free internet services, call the Peace Region Internet Society today. With coverage throughout most of the Peace, PRIS can get you connected quickly without the hassle of contracts or bundles. Visit PRIS.ca or call 1-800-768-3311 for more information. For all your gravel hauling, contaminated waste, low beds and graders, Rogers Trucking can meet your needs. Call them today at 250-785-3647. Think you deserve a free sub from Quiznos? Then download the Quiznos Toasty Points app. Scan the barcode on the receipt and get a free small sub with any purchase. The Quiznos Toasty Points app. Download it today. It doesn't get better tasting than Quiznos. Beside Walmart. Our community first. This is Moose Talks with Dub Craig on Moose FM. Our thanks again to School District 60 Superintendent Stephen Petrucci for finding some time to talk to us today. And thanks to you for your questions you had on our Facebook page, uh, both before this and during the show, that inspired uh, some of the things I asked him about. And I apologize that I wasn't able to get to all of them. Uh, if you missed this episode or if you'd like to rewatch it again, it will be available shortly on the Moose FM and EnergeticCity.ca Facebook pages. You can also listen to the podcast anytime at energeticcity.ca slash Moose Talks. Moose Talks is produced by Adam Rayburn. I'm Dub Craig. Until next Friday, be well. Join us next Friday at 10 a.m. for another episode of Moose Talks, a weekly talk show about Fort St. John and the North Peace.
lips, but not kissed. It's tequila, neon glow, hold me close. God, I need her. She's more than messing with my soul. Got that Marilyn Monroe. I can't help but lose control. She drives me crazy. She drives me crazy. FM. That was Brett Kissel. Drives me crazy. Good afternoon. Oh, whoa. I'm way ahead of myself. Good morning. It's just because it's Friday and I'm like, is it afternoon yet? Is it time to go home? Am I allowed to go enjoy the weekend? I mean, it's almost here. It's technically here. I feel like, you know, nine o'clock Friday, you can start celebrating, start drinking. It's basically the weekend, right? System Secure Locksmith handles all your automotive locksmithing needs. Whether you need to rekey your door or ignition or just get your keys out of your locked vehicle, System Secure is who you call. So call us at 785-5397 or online at systemsecurelocksmith.ca. One thing is for sure. Riggers get filthy and Soap City Cleaning is in the business of making filth disappear. We provide industrial rags and wipes to oil field companies in the Thanks for listening to this energeticcity.ca podcast. Energeticcity.ca is your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To help keep us independent and to support this podcast, go to energeticcity.ca slash join.